Welcome on into the two three podcast. I'm Cam. That is Zach, and uh, there's no other way to start this other than it is. Uh, it's been a wild ride with Jim Beheim announcing his retirement after nearly 50 years. The amount of work that he has done for the community, for the university, for the program is completely unrivaled and. I, I think that Zach, you can join me in saying thank you to Coach Bayheim for all that he has done for just Q's fans and just the alums and players that have been under him. Just thank you to uh, the service that he has put in. Yeah, I mean, obviously, first off, just thanks for thanks for Jim for doing everything he's done. Obviously, his, his impact and legacy will live on forever, and his, his resume is is undeniable. And we know we knew this day was coming, and we didn't know exactly when. But today's the day. You know, we've kind of settled down from the buzz of, of the breaking news. Now it's a few hours after the university official announced that Jim is retiring. But yeah, here we are. It's uh, it's 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 kind of odd to process this, even though we knew it was coming. Well, it's really odd to process it because you had the loss against Wake Forest. We don't even need to touch on that, but. After that, the presser, I had listened to the presser. It was on Twitch, so I was able to watch it in real time. And it it was really cryptic, really, really, really cryptic to the point where you were thinking, this is probably it for him, but give it a day or two and then we'll get more clear and concise information. And then maybe, what, two hours later, we get the official word from the university that it's over. They're moving to Adrian Autry. Um, as the next head coach for Syracuse basketball. It was really weird. It's been a very, very strange day. And looking back on it, like you said, no more than a few hours after the fact, I feel like it doesn't really make much sense. And I don't know how much Jim had, you know, say in this. Obviously, we don't need to break that down. I feel like it's more appropriate, Zach, to really break down the legacy of Jim Beheim. But just as the you know, the day in general, I think everybody is agreeing that it was just it was a really, really strange day to be a Syracuse fan. And this is something we we joked about before we hopped on. Is this in a lot of ways, this is the most Jim Beheim retirement ever. The way he handled yeah. it in the presser, the way he he just kind of. Kind of said it, but then it was like, no, this is up to the university. Kind of what, I mean, obviously everyone kind of knows how it unfolded, but it's, it is funny in a way that it, it literally was the most Jim Beheim way to go out ever. Yeah, it was so funny to see all of the tweets coming in, rolling in from all of the reporters that were at the presser, uh, Donna, Mike Waters, Brent Axe, it was... Just report after report of Jim is retiring, but he's also not retiring. Mike had, I think, the biggest tweet of them all saying, like, I think Jim just retired without saying that he just retired. So uh, it really like if in my head, I was thinking to myself, if this is the way that Jim's going to go out, this is the most Jim Beheim way of going out, basically screwing with the media one last time. You got to imagine, Zach, I'm assuming that there's going to be some sort of like official presser for him or some sort of official, I don't know, announcement from him to announce his departure. You got to think that after all he's done for the university, they can at least offer him that. 
Yeah, I'm sure, you know, in the next few days or the coming weeks, we'll we'll get more news on that. Obviously, this is still very fresh. Everyone's still kind of processing it. But I mean, touching on, on, on that is there has been an outpour of love that I've seen online from, you know, previous players and just people connected to, to, to the program and just in, in, in general fans just saying thank you to coach. And so that's been really nice to see. It's really nice that he's getting the love and, and respect that he deserves. Yeah. I love seeing the love from the former players of the team. Um, there were, there were a lot of people in their, in their stories or just posting on Instagram, just saying thank you to coach for all that they've done for, for their careers and everything. You know, it's, it's really tough, but at the same time, Jim had mentioned that his retirement speech was on the court during the anniversary on Saturday. And looking back on that speech, it kind of makes sense. And looking back on that presser, it definitely seemed like he was a little bit more emotional than usual. And I thought it was just because of all the celebrations going on, but in hindsight, it does kind of make sense that it was sort of his farewell to, you know, Q's nation. But, uh, you know, it was a very, very nice ceremony. And I like to think that that is basically his send off, not this whole game, you know, in Greensboro. It was that that game and that ceremony in particular that is definitely his send off. Yeah. And as someone who was lucky enough to be at that game, it, it was super special and you could tell it was a very heartfelt moment for, for him and, and, and everyone in attendance, you, you could just feel everyone was engaged and it just felt like a, a very, I don't know, just like a different moment. And it just, especially now looking in, re- in retrospect, obviously in the moment, like there was a little bit of a buzz, like maybe this could be his last game, but this is something that, you know, everyone's been thinking about and questioning for the last 20 years. When is Jim going to retire? So you kind of just push it off at this point when you when you when you when you hear the, that idea or that question, but nonetheless, it was super special to be there. And I don't know, just the way he talked about the team and his appreciation to be in Syracuse. I and mean, that's something he also said in the presser today. It's just it's just incredible, and you can you can tell. And obviously, you know, a guy doesn't stay at stay at a school, stay in a city for forty seven years if he doesn't love it. And there's not there's not a guy out there that loves Syracuse more than he does. That is true, even though he does like to clown the media, even though he did sometimes like to clown the fans, uh, Jim definitely loves the community. And I know that through the years, the community has definitely shown him some love, but they've also shown him some hate as well. Like you said, for the past 20 years, if it's a bad game, if it's a bad call, they're always you know asking for Jim's head and he would always take it in stride. I think that that's probably the thing that I admire most about him is the Syracuse fan base can be very ruthless at times and to be able to go your entire career just, you know, staying in your way for good or for bad, that is the Jim Beheim signature dish right there. And I admire him most for that because again, Q's fans can be very, very ruthless and they demand the best and I think that Q's fans were really spoiled and they don't really know how spoiled that they are. Um, this is a new chapter, though, for Q's fans, Zach, and it's a little tough to, to mutter that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what Ed, Adrian Autry bring, brings to the table next year. 
I, I mean, obviously, it's, it's a good opportunity for him, and he's been with the program for a long time. So I think that's exciting for, for a lot of people. I mean, he's connected. The players know him. P- players love him from, from what we hear and what we see. So that's all good things. And also, it, it's an exciting time for potentially a new assistant coach. I know Eric Devendor is, is, is hoping to, to kind of grab that, that seat if it's available, and now will be. So some opportunity here, too, which – Uh, is exciting outside of the retirement, obviously. There's always a lot of chatter, and there was chatter that GMAC might move on from the Cuse Nation. If that does happen, that would be tremendously sad, and that would be a huge hole to fill on the recruiting front and also just connecting with the players and everything. Um, That's just chatter, and that's going to happen on Twitter. That could just be absolutely nothing, but... um, it could be something to possibly look at. And if that does happen, like I said, that would be a huge hole to fill. Devo would be a, a, a massive hit with the fans and with the players. So I know that would be great for the community. But Adrian Autry, man, he is definitely loved by former players and current players as well. He seems to be definitely a player favorite. I think it makes the most sense when you look at the coaching staff. It is the guy that has been like at the, you know, he, he's next at the helm for Jim uh, to control the program. And um, I feel like it makes the most sense for Cuse to be making this move. Looking back on Jim's moments, and there have been many of them. Which one's your favorite, Zach? Which one stands out as your favorite to you, whether it's him blowing up on a call or just something that he said? What is what is your favorite Jim Beheim moment? I mean, it's a little tricky because I and we haven't been truly tapped into the team, you know, for, for these glorious seven years he's been at the helm. You know, we, we've kind of the last five-ish years of when we like really paid attention. I've known the team, I've watched every game. All those things, but obviously throughout the years you hear things, or even now, like you go back and, and look at you know some of the biggest moments that you hear about or people talk about. And I think just in general, one of my favorite things to do is when I'm bored or just I don't know. Every once in a while, like on YouTube, a clip will pop up of of him going at it with a reporter. And there's several <laughs> clips like that. I can't you know pinpoint the exact ones here right now but i just going on a little rabbit hole of him getting getting it with reporters is 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 is, is, it's super fun and if you haven't done that i definitely recommend it i think probably i've got two moments that really stand out to me um definitely the blowing up on reporters is is a favorite but uh the call against duke i think it was cj fair tried to uh no, he he had a charge called on him and it basically like sealed the game or whatever. And it was the one time that Jim has been ejected. That was pretty great. Uh, Dick Vitale was also on that call. So that was always uh, a fun call to to listen to. But also the GMAC 10 effing games was is legendary. I love that so much. And I love that the only video that you can find on YouTube for it is like this really grainy like 240p could barely see like what like who's talking and the microphone is awful it's just it's peaking all the time that's probably my favorite Jim Beheim moment is we wouldn't have won 10 you know what games without G Mac. so I feel like that is definitely the 
<laughs> my favorite Jim Beheim moment of all. The amount of like courage to have, like to do that, to just blow up on the media and constantly get away with it. It's just so legendary in my mind. And that's just that's just Jim Beheim in a nutshell. Certainly is. I just love how engaged he was too, even these last few years throughout his whole career. You know, he's bickering it out with the refs. You know, if you ever like, especially in these recent years, I've noticed a lot, like anytime, you know, there's, it's, you know, back and forth game and, you know, there's a shot or, you know, he's, he's out there flanning his arms. And there was, I don't know if you recall, but there was that one time we, in, in during the COVID year, he like fell out of his seat. And I don't know if you recall that one game, but he's, I just loved, love watching him on the sidelines. He's so engaged. He's not like, he's not just chilling. Like he's flailing his arms. He, he's like, he's, he's part of it. He's like, he, he's like, he's, he's pretty much on the floor and that it's super special just to, uh, have those memories and I don't know I whenever I think of that it just brings a smile to my face whenever you're at the game you can always see Jim flailing his arms or if there's like if if we're trying to rebound he'll always like put his arms up like he's trying to rebound too as if it's going to help the team maybe it does help the team maybe some of the forwards use some of that help later in the year but um yeah I always loved his engagement with the team because I feel like as a a coach has been around for so long. You sometimes lose your love of the sport and you lose your love of the game. And Jim never lost that. He always wanted to coach. He always loved the game of basketball. He said that even when he goes home, he still watches basketball, which I I feel like after so long coaching every single game for nearly 50 years, you would go home and you would be sick of basketball. That's how much love this guy has for the sport is he would go home even after spending his entire day looking at basketball, like, you know, coaching it, just envisioning it in his head. He goes home and he watches games that his team isn't even playing in. It's just, it's mind blowing to me to love a sport that much. I don't love, I don't think anything that much as much as he does. You know, that's some real dedication. I mean, I'll be the first to admit, like, I watch Syracuse basketball, you know, I'll see some highlights or if there's a game, I'm really bored, I'll watch it. But I'm just Syracuse basketball. I'm not watching every single game. But yeah, I mean, there's so many stories about him watching games. There's so many stories of him coming home after after coaching a game and watching that same game with by himself or maybe it's with, with Jimmy or Buddy and they like, kind of talk about it. The guy loved basketball. He lived and breathed it for for his entire life, and just that dedication is unreal. And I mean, obviously, his success speaks speaks for the dedication and love for the game. I I like to think that Jim is probably going to be part of the program in some capacity. Always lifetime lifetime coaches are are part of the program after they retire, whether it's like you know just a member of the community or something along those lines. I gotta imagine that Jim is going to be an active member of the community. He loves Syracuse and I know that fans love him too. So whether that's maybe finding one thing to to ask, I guess is this kind of leads me to that question. You know, do you think that Adrian is going to be a placeholder? Because if he is, then I assume that Jim is going to be the one that's going to help, you know, sort of recruit the next coach. But uh, if he's not, then I guess he wouldn't need to do that, I guess. I mean, I think he's a replacement right now. I don't think you can really speculate is he placeholder or not. I mean, I don't even necessarily think if if they wanted a placeholder. I mean, I guess they like they they didn't need to say who the next head coach was going to be today necessarily. 
So I think it, that was their first move. That's what they wanted to do. And I guess you could argue that obviously they can make changes. And also we haven't even seen him coach a team yet. So true. I think it's yeah. a little too soon to really speculate or think about that. But just in general, like we've already said, I think, I know I'm, I'm pretty excited. I know there's a little bit of murmurs of like, oh, like we were kind of hoping for like a, a fresh, fresh start when this happened rather than having someone within the program already. But I'm a big fan of keeping it in in the family. So I, I'm for it. Yeah, there were a lot of people saying that we needed to go as far as like getting Rick Pitino. I didn't think it made any sort of sense to bring him in or to bring anybody out of house. And the only person that I could think of to bring out of house would be Hop because I know that there's been murmurs of him possibly wanting a reunion but other than that i think that it probably just made the most sense to go to to red but um i look at this program zach and the state that it's in are you worried that there are going to be a lot of players that are going to be leaving at this point and it's hard to say we've we've been kind of speculating this all all year and i don't know it's it's the speculation just kind of goes full 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 force here especially with now Jim Baham is not returning because a lot of ways prior to today, if if you would ask me like, what do I think is going to happen next year? Is Jim coming back? I would honestly have said yes, or it, it would depend on who is returning. If, you know, majority of guys or a good group of guys was going to be next, was going to return next year with maybe that's Jesse or Joe or one of them, or, you know, a few freshmen. I, I was thinking that he was going to return based on having, you know, building this group. Because based on recent comments, I didn't think he really wanted to rebuild through the transfer portal or play any, any of those NIL games. But obviously, here we are where he's making a departure, he's retiring, and it kind of just puts a huge question mark on what everyone else is going to do. So I, I really don't know. I mean, obviously, coaches within the program already. He has connections with all these players. He has connections with all those recruits. So I'm not, like, super worried. It's not like it's some someone that no one knows but that does shake things up a little bit more than i guess we were expecting i do appreciate him voicing his opinions very heavily on nil probably knowing that there was a decent chance that he might not be asked to come back next year and i love that he was able to get that off of his chest i guess before he left but like you said, yeah, with the state of the team and everything, it's definitely a big old question mark. I do love the love that he gave Benny and the presser because Jesse and Benny were at the podium with him. And, um, you know, he was, he was, well, Benny was saying that Jim always talks about like how basically coaching him to become a better man and player. And Jim is basically saying that like he's getting there. You know, he was he was saying a lot of very, very nice things to Benny, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, and I feel like hopefully it left a good, imp- I don't know, I don't want to say impression, but a good moment in Benny's mind so that way he can stick around. Hopefully this, these last two, well, I guess Saturday, because this last game was really like a heartbreaker, but um. I would like to think that the, you know, this past weekend was something that the players can look back on and maybe it'll inspire them to want to stick around and help this this program out that's definitely going to be lost at sea for a little bit at least. It is nice that Red has been at the helm for a little bit now and seems to 
um, be pretty open to Jim's, I guess, coaching style. So I feel like there probably won't be too many growing pains initially, but at the same time, it is a brand new coach and we have not seen that for nearly 50 years here at Syracuse, Zach. Yeah, it's going to be odd not to see Jim Beheim in, in the coaching seat come, you know, first game and throughout the entire, you know, season next year. But I do agree that I do think it's going to be generally a pretty easy transition. Obviously, like you, like we've already mentioned, he he is already part of the program. He, he's been, a, you know, a, a coach uh, on this team for, for you know, 20, 20 years or so now. So I, I, I do think that's, that's a good thing. And I know a lot of people are a little worried about, you know, is he just going to be like a carbon copy of Jim? And I don't think it's the case. I think he's going to come come in with his own ideas. And obviously, he's seen what you know struggles the zone had, the two three zone. I'm sure he's got some ideas to change it up or whatever that may be. And you know, I, I do think we're, we're going to see a different style. Obviously, it's, it's at its core, it's going to be Syracuse basketball. But but now it's a new era. It's it's a new page. You know, we're modern era of basketball as well. So things are going to change a little bit. And, and I think Red's Red's going to be open to, to change things as he sees fit. As far as defensive schemes go, because why not? We can speculate all we want and we can just guess as much as we want because we've got a fresh start here. What would you like to see from this new team, especially on the defensive side? I mean, this is something we talk about all the time. Spe- talking about Rick Pitino again, but the, the two, three to, to man switch like throughout the same offensive or defensive rotation yeah. is killer. I don't know exactly what that defense is called, but back when he was at Louisville, he did that. And for some reason, that's something that always caught my eye and I thought it was super cool. So something like that would be, would be cool. I don't know if that's exactly the answer, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, I loved watching that. It was always really confusing when we were going up against it because you never really knew like what they were in, but they would literally like just change on a dime. Like in the same possession, they would just switch from man to man to zone instantly. And I thought that, that was so cool. And it led to a ton of success under Rick Pitino. Also, other things did too, but um, you know, it was like that that sort of thing would definitely be really cool to kind of incorporate the 2-3 in some form. I still feel like there is some sort of viability with it or at least the zone in some capacity, but the world is is Red's oyster and he can basically pick whatever he wants to at this point. I just hope that there is still the same community going forward that there has been for several years now. And I hope that people understand the value that Jim has brought to the program and bringing a sense of credibility to the university as a whole. Because going to school in in Missouri, I would talk to people about, oh yeah, I'm a big fan of of Cuse basketball. And people would immediately say, oh, the 2-3 zone, oh, Jim Beheim, yada, yada, yada. They went together like like bread and butter. It was Syracuse and Jim Beheim in the two three zone. That was everybody associates Syracuse basketball with Jim Beheim, and to have that lack of identity is a little bit scary. But also, Zach, we had talked about this earlier. It kind of feels nice, like a, a fresh start almost. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the best way to describe it is, is bittersweet. Obviously, you're sad to see a legend that's meant so much to this program and to the city of Syracuse. But also, it's exciting. You know, there, there, it's, a, it's a new era. It's a, it's a new beginning. It's a time to, for something new, which, you know, something new it can be exciting. You know, obviously, we've had success in, you know, the last five years. But also, we, we've had some downs. We've lost some games. We've won some games. We've kind of been ups and downs of the last, you know, five, 10 years here. But uh, nonetheless, it's exciting time and it's definitely a bittersweet moment. And I guess uh, I'm just more generally, I'm excited for this new era of Syracuse basketball. I'm going to dip into my uh, conspiracy theory hat here and and just ask you, Zach, do you think that we were so light on the recruiting because the program knew that Jim more than likely was not going to be coming back? Maybe. I mean, I know people were speculating that because it was unknown and people weren't sure how long Jim was going to be there, that it was affecting recruiting on the recruiting trail. But I mean, I I do think if the university had a plan and announced that plan and was like, Hey, this is his last year. I mean, I mean, I, I don't, think it's true but like imagine if they told like this this six freshman this year like hey this is jim bam's last year and that's right. why we got six freshmen this year or what if it was next year and they they said hey this is jim's last year of any ever i feel like that's a really unique and special tool you could have used on the, on the recruiting show obviously if it was surely unknown that it's kind of a negative and it it, it doesn't really help you but that's something that's that's come to mind is how you could have used it as 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 a really good tool to recruit when it's like, hey, Jim Beham's calling you saying, I want you to be my 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 last dance, my last ride. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be super powerful and special. Are you a fan of the way that the program approached this whole thing? I feel like they kind of stumbled on it a few times and they didn't really make anything clear and everything was very like hush hush. I'm not the biggest fan of that, especially when it comes to such a, like a long time coach in Jim Beheim. Well, I mean, I guess they might've shifted gears based on like announcing a plan based on what happened with when they originally announced the plan with, with coach hop taking over. And obviously we know what happened there. So maybe they're like, you know what, maybe we'll just kind of ride it out, see what happens and kind of keep things behind closed doors or not really, I don't know. It's it's hard to like really say what happened. Did the did the university know that this that they were going to announce it an hour after an hour or two after the game that Jim was done? I don't know. It's very confusing, and Jim definitely made it a little bit more confusing. But I think I think he knew. I mean, he he said things that were a little confusing and a little contradictory. But I I think he knew. I think he knew. Yeah, looking back on the presser, it definitely seemed like he probably knew at that point or maybe there was some sort of like hey if you can get like if you can make a really nice run in the in the ACC tourney like then we'll talk and then unfortunately you lose the first game um man I really thought that we were going to win that game (laughs) I really 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 thought that we were going to win that game I don't know whether I'm more in shock of the loss or Jim retiring I probably retiring but like even still the loss was just brutal absolutely brutal I hated it and ah, it would be such a terrible way for a lot of careers to end. I really hope, Zach, that we're able to run it back with 
nearly a full squad next year. I do understand that's going to be really, really tough, especially with the coaching changes taking place. But um, man, what a way to be able to come out next year with basically the same group. It would be really, really, really special. So the plan for us moving forward is to recap the season with, you know, uh, evaluations with all the players at some point in the near future. We want to give it a little bit before we do that, just in case there are some movements with the roster, some people leaving, some people joining, you know, you never know. So uh, we're going to wait. I think that it would, you know, be nice to kind of let everything sink in, Zach, and and see how the program stands after a couple of couple days, maybe a week, two weeks, or something like that. Uh, give everybody time to breathe because I feel like this is definitely a huge change for not only the university but for the community in general. And just one last thank you to to Jim for everything he's done, Zach. You got any final words that Jim probably won't hear because I don't know if he's a maybe he's a big fan of the two three. You never really know. I mean, yeah, maybe he's listening. I mean, he he watches games all the time. Maybe he, he puts on podcasts, radio shows too, and consumes every piece of content he can. But yeah, I mean, obviously, again, just thank you, Jim. You mean, you've met the world to to us here at the two three to to uh, Cam and I, and obviously to the university and to the city and to people all across the country. So you're a legend. You always will be, and enjoy retirement. Yeah, on that note, I think it's time to uh, to end it. You'll be hearing from us next again, hopefully in a, a week or two. Until then, enjoy retirement, Jim. And uh, until you hear from us next time, we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Let's go Cuse.